Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Well, we are very pleased to have Jim Gabella, former manager of the Burlington Bees, with us. Jim, welcome to this program. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, when Scott Mason called me and asked me about it, I said, that'd be a great thing to do, so I'm excited. Well, I'm, I'm so happy to talk to you. Uh, Anybody that knows me knows that I just absolutely love the Burlington Bees. And uh, uh, the first time I ever saw the Burlington Bees, Paul Molitor was the shortstop. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 And uh, uh, the first time I ever saw the Iowa Cubs, Joe Rudy w- and G- was in the outfield and Gene Tennis was catching. I mean, it was uh, uh, I've been uh, uh, following baseball for a long time and uh, love the minor leagues. And uh but I, I'm happy to talk uh, to you because you had a uh, uh, string of luck, or or some of the some uh, one of the dynasties, I guess you would say, the Burlington Bees. You were you were a big part of that, weren't you? Well, I, yeah, I, I I was there. I can't. Geez, the years are are missing me now. But I think I was there eight years, and and I loved every minute of it. You know, we 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 uh, I went there the first year. I think it was two o four. And man is there. My wife and son were still in Florida, but they came up for the summer and we kind of were talking and said, hey, we need to move here. So uh, just because of the people that were there, the, the way of life, everything was what we wanted. So we moved there to five and lived there till uh, 2013, I believe it was. And like I said, we loved every minute of it. The people up there, we still have good friends up there. It's, a, it's an awesome place. Well, Burlington had been uh, some of the positive things teams talked about was uh uh, there were there were markets where your team was where the the guys hell they had to take eight guys uh, uh, to afford an apartment you know and and it was a lot more affordable for for people to live you know uh, uh, or for your players to find apartments and stuff there uh, right uh, what were some of the good points uh, 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 and 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 not too far from Kansas City uh, uh, in general what were some of the good points about the Burlington Bees and why was that a great place. Uh, I know it was the smallest uh, uh, team in America to have a professional team. Yeah, well, I think the, 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 the most positive point were the people there. You know, the fans, even though we didn't didn't have the greatest crowds in the league, but the, the fans that were there, were they, they loved the game. They were uh, enthusiastic about the bees. They loved their bees. And uh, so if I had to say one thing, that's it's got to be the fans there, the people that were so good. You know, the ballpark, they did so much work on the ballpark. Every year they would do something from putting that batting cage up to redoing the redoing the uh, the clubhouse and the dugouts and and then uh, finally redoing the whole field. So it was just uh, Chuck Brockett, you know, the, the general manager there, and 
and all those people, they, they worked tirelessly to, uh, to help uh, keep that team in Burlington, and they did a great job. Yeah, uh, such a great – you were part of a, a, a great tradition. Uh, no one in the Midwest League ever put more people in the major leagues uh, and good ones. And, and you could al- – I almost never watched the World Series without somebody from the Burlington Bees being in the game. I mean uh, – Yeah, uh, yeah, you see that a lot. You know, it was fun when the, when Kansas City played the Giants. Uh, it was kind of bittersweet for me because I was with the Giants at that time, so I had to, had to pull for the Giants. But it was, it was hard to – to root against the guys like Cosmer and Salvi Perez and some of those guys that that came up through Burlington and stuff like that. It was hard to pull against them, but I had to. Well, uh, well, tell tell me a little. Let's back up to your life. You know, you 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 told me you got drafted uh, in like 1975 originally from Cleveland, but moved to Florida, uh, played your high school ball there, and got drafted. Tell me a little bit about. Uh, tell me about the day you got drafted, and and give me a little bit about that high school year you had preceding you that led you to get drafted. Well, I, I went to Deerfield Beach High School in South Florida, uh, and in 1976, uh, I was drafted in the 10th round by the Chicago White Sox. Um, probably the best day of my life at that point. Uh, you know, something I've always wanted to do was be a baseball player. And, uh, you know, they, you know, when they called, I, you know, I, I kind of actually told them, hey, just, just let me play. So I got $4,000 as a bonus and, and uh, went out and played. Bounced around the minor leagues for, for five years. And finally, you know, found out that, hey, I wasn't good enough to get to the big league, but wanted to stay in the game. So got into uh, coaching and scouting and been doing it ever since. And this is uh, actually my 43rd year doing it. So uh, um, were you a pitcher or an outfielder? Or what, I, was, what? I was an infielder. I was a shortstop, second baseman. Okay. Uh, I, I, I could field. I could uh, an average runner, but I couldn't hit like most people. And that, that's, that's the deciding factor. You're going to play somewhere, and I, I just uh, didn't have enough bats, so uh, I had to find another way uh, to stay in the game. Could you mention some of the minor league teams you did play for? Pardon me? Could you mention some of the minor league teams you did play for? Uh, uh, the Gulf Coast League uh, with the White Sox in 76, played in Bellingham in 78 with the Mariners organization, played in the uh, Carolina League. Uh, uh, with uh, the Mariners in Alexandria, Virginia in 79. Uh, then went to the Rocky Mount Pines, uh, which was an independent team in the Carolina League, played there in 80. And, and then 82, I played another independent league and and, uh, and finally, you know, started thinking about getting into the other part of the game. Okay, so uh, uh, I'm sure in your mind you said, man, if I could only – Get a job in baseball in Burlington, Iowa. That'd be my dream come true. No, I'm sure you had no idea what you were getting into, but uh, uh, what were the events that led you uh, to Burlington, Iowa, and what were your uh, what were your initial impressions of being there? Well, you know, I was scouting at the time with the Cleveland Indians down in Florida here, and, and I've all you know because I had I had been a minor league manager with the Indians before I went into the scouting, and and I was at a game one day, and I just you know I I. I Love putting the uniform on and really, really missed the teaching part of, of baseball. So there was a, a Royal Scout, Albert Gonzalez, at the game that day. And we were talking. He said, Hey, we might need a manager in Burlington next year. And I said, Well, can you make a call for me? They did. And uh, Sean McGinn, who was a farm director at that time, called me and I, uh, they gave me the job. And then, you know, went up to Burlington. And like I said, just fell in love with the place. And we actually, that's why we moved there. Well, uh, 
that was a very special time. Uh, you took over a team that had just won the championship game, had quite a bit of the remnants. Uh, most of uh, there was, I believe, oh, gosh, maybe seven players uh, on the roster. I think both years uh, that they went to the World Series that uh, played at Burlington, uh, and very significant players. You know, uh, 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 take me through that first season. You had a real successful season. You, you almost went back to back championships. Uh, yeah, well, my first season, my first season was two oh five, so that was before you know uh, before the championship game, uh, you know, years, um, and and so it was two oh two oh five, two oh six. I think then I went to Idaho Falls when the year they won that championship, and and then came back uh, to Burlington the next year, and that's uh, we we went to the you know championship series and and got beat by Fort Wayne, um, but it was just like you said, we, there were so many players from that those teams that that went on and, and contributed, uh, you know, to the, to the Royals in the world series. Well, uh, one of those players was Eric Hosmer who, uh, really had a big role. Uh, uh, what did you think of his progression? Uh, what, when he got there, what, what did he, you know, I think this is his very first, uh, a professional assignment, wasn't it? Well, it, it, actually the year before he came to, uh, to us in Idaho falls and, and actually played one game and then we had to sit him down. Uh, because there were some uh, some questions about the contract that he had signed, and so they wanted to, so they sent him down to Arizona to just work out until uh, until they could, uh, you know, figure all that stuff out. And then the next year he went to spring training, and that's when he came to Burlington and played for me. He he's a special special talent, uh, special kid, and uh, you know you just saw the, the the raw power, the ability to use the whole field to hit with power. Uh, defensively, he was almost a gold glove type guy. And, uh, you know, also just the, the fact that he was just such a special kid to have on the team, a great teammate, uh, and a great kid to be around. Well, uh, I remember the year before Mike Moustakas was uh, well, first or second or third overall pick. Uh, might have been the first overall pick. I know he was the high school, uh, California, state of California high school home run champion of all time. Uh, he came very raw, you know, uh, he had a lot of talent, but he had a lot of things to work on. I thought, uh, Hosmer showed up a little further, uh, along. He, he seemed to be, uh, uh, a, a little ahead of Moustakis at the beginning of the year, although Moustakis had uh, made leaps and bounds improvement by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Moose was playing shortstop at that time and, uh, did an adequate job, but the, you, you knew that he probably was going to have to move off, off of, uh, off a of short and probably moved to third like he did. Um, but he, uh, I want to say he might have led the Carolina League, I mean, that uh, Midwest League in, in home runs that year. He, he got hot toward the end there and started hitting a bunch of them. Yeah, it was the second half was most of everything that he did, you know. There was just like, yeah. it seemed like there was a point in the season, you know, there was a point in the season where he's working on his fielding and there was a point in the season where it seemed like he's striking out a lot and, and, chasing pitches out of the strike zone and, and needed to get some discipline. And then there was a, a point in the season where there seemed to be a light to go off under, under him and someone lit a fire under his backside. And then he was uh, the player that he would, he would uh, become in a major leaguer. Uh, uh, that, yeah. And that's the, is that to me, that's the joy of watching minor league baseball. Do you, you like to watch the kids uh, as they develop? Oh, that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, you see them, they come in, they're young, they're right out of high school or college, you know, some of them on, on their own for the first time. And you 
you get to meet them and see them grow. And, you know, it's, it's a special thing. You can watch them, uh, watch them on TV and say, hey, you know, that kid played in Burlington there and got to know him. And it, it, that's what makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what was it? What was it like to be in the Royals organization? You know, the, the, uh, a team that hadn't had uh, success in the recent memory. Uh, but then all of a sudden you get all these great draft picks. You sign Eduardo Perez. He makes a little uh, a stop there in Burlington. Uh, and he always speaks highly of Burlington. Uh, but he's a positive guy. He seems to say something positive about everywhere everything you talk to him about but uh, oh yeah he he's like always oh, got a smile on his face just happy to be be there but i remember sitting there with dayton moore and telling him you know i gave him a list of players that i'd seen you know all year long i told him you know these guys would really help you i said just put them together and 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 give them enough at bats and and i says you got a championship coming on here and i don't well, know you, you believe right. me but <laughs> that's exactly what happened wasn't it <laughs> yes it was Yes, it was. We, uh, you know, we were we were fortunate to be able to pick pick so high in in, in, in several drafts there. Be able to get guys like Mostakis and, and Hosmer, and you know, Luke Kochifer was the first pick in the draft there that came to Burlington and and pitched there. He got to the big leagues, and uh, you know, being able to pick high in the draft, obviously, you're, there's, there's going to be uh, some really really good quality players there. So the the Royals did a great job picking the right ones. Well, let me ask you, who who all was involved then in making those draft picks? And do you, do you just attribute it to high draft picks? Or, I mean, how much goes into deciding, you know, we're only going to get this one player, you know? Yeah. Why do we got to take well, this guy over this guy? You know, and uh, sometimes yeah. it doesn't work out. Well, Derek Leitner was the, the scouting director at that time. And, uh, you know, just because you do get – high draft pick doesn't always mean that they're going to turn out. And that's why the the Royals did a great job because every one of those high, you know, high draft picks did turn out for them and they, you know, they helped them build the, build a championship team, you know? So, I mean, just because you're getting those high picks that, you know, you you still got to do the process and make the right evaluation on those players. And, and the Royals did that. You know, one thing I've, I know I've been watching uh, minor league baseball since like 1970 and uh, just a wee little shaver, and I've always watched it, you know, and uh, I always find that that teams need to have a little patience with some players, you know. Uh, I remember George Hendricks, uh, uh, he went, he was in Burlington and went up like the double A, and then then they they put him back at Burlington again, and it's like his career kind of took off again. Uh, uh, But but do you, well, you know, uh, the Royals did seem like a little more of a patient organization. Some some teams kind of just don't give you much of a look and get rid of you. Yeah, I mean you have to be patient, especially with with the lower market teams. Uh, the way that they're going to build a team like the Royals did is is to, to you know draft well and, and and develop well, and they did that. But you have to be patient to do that. Uh, you you got to give time players to, you know time to progress and, and get better and. If you are, then you you know you got a chance to get some pretty good players, and you know, like you said, George Hendricks is a perfect example when he was there. But there's there's numerous guys like that that you, you just gotta you just gotta give them patience. You have, have be patient with them, give them at bats, give them innings, whatever, and and see them develop. It's a little harder to do that now nowadays because you know with the twenty round draft and and the limited space in the minor leagues, uh, teams you know they they can't they they're not as patient because. 
you know, they, there's just not enough available space in the minor leagues for players. So they, you know, those players have to go in there and uh, perform right away. Well, can you explain to me this realignment in minor leagues that, that got Burlington kicked out of Major League Baseball? I mean, I always thought that Burlington was what was right with Major League Baseball, not with what was wrong with it. No, it, it was. I mean, just the community. Like, I mean, that's the reason we moved there. Like I said earlier, is the people, the the the, 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 the way of life there, the community that supported the people, that the ballpark was. You know, it, it, you know. Whenever I tell people that I lived in Burlington, they always say, "Oh, you mean you're crazy?" And I and I tell them about, you know, the ballpark, the playing surface was as good as any in the league. That the. the uh, the uh, the hotel that they stayed at is right there near the ballpark. You know, the players could walk to it. Um, you know, the, the hitting facility, indoor hitting facility they put up down the right field line was as good as any in the league. You know, the dugouts, the, the clubhouse, everything was as good as anything any, in the league. And it just uh, it, it's just too bad that uh, it happened where they you know they they took the team away from them uh, because those people in Burlington deserve to have a minor league team. You know, uh, one of the knocks on Burlington baseball through the years had been, I don't know whether it's because they shared the ballpark with a high school team or something, but the fences weren't as deep as in some ballparks, and everyone acted like all the home runs that were hit in Burlington were cheap, but uh, I saw balls go miles over the fence, what it seemed like, you know. Uh, yeah, like well, I mean, right field, the right field line, the right field line, you know, it was a little shorter than left field, but it still had the wall. And you still had to hit it good to get it out of there. I mean, left field, center field, left center, they, they were they were legit. So it, it, uh, that's just an excuse by people that just, just want to say bad things about Burlington. It was a legit ballpark. It had, it had character. Uh, one year, Burlington was, was named the, the minor league ballpark with the best concessions. Would, uh, uh, I always thought they had really great food at their concession stands. Uh, yeah, they do. Those bratwurst are awesome. Yeah, they got those bees right. You can get a bacon bees right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, what about all – What did you make uh, friends with Dance and Bob and uh, uh, the, the volunteers and all those people? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, we – Dance and Bob, he's a, a legend in, 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 in minor league baseball. I mean, it, with people – you know, you, you go around the league and you talk to people and you, they know you're from Burlington, and the first thing they say, they ask about Dancing Bobby. I mean, he was he was a character. He was fun to be around, and the people loved him. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was – like I said, it was a joy just to be around with people. I mean, the, the helpers, the volunteers, the, uh, the people in the front office, it was it – was, you know, that was probably the, the, the best time of my life when I, we lived in Burlington. Well, Bob's knees can't do it anymore. Uh, no. So back when he had yeah. cartilage, he was something to – he was a, a dancing machine, wasn't he? He sure was. <laughs> I got to – and I, I still have a picture of him and his, his brother, Charlie. When I uh, when I went to, to the Giants, I, I you know, I was still living in Burlington the one year, and I had to cover the Midwest League. So I went and scouted the game there. And after the game, I got uh, – you know, Bobby and Charlie were there, and I got to take a picture with them, talk with them, and it, it was just uh, wonderful. You know, uh, uh, the nature of your job, uh, uh, it's a little bit like being a priest. They don't like to let them sit around in one parish too long, you know, a couple years, and they move on and move on, and they tend to do that a lot. Uh, that was a little unusual for you to spend eight years in, in one place, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, and, and uh, 
I was fortunate because of it, you know, and, and, you know, when, when we moved, when we actually moved to, to Burlington, I, I told my boss, Sean, I said, I'm not leaving here. Uh, so you, just to force you to keep me here, uh, we're moving here because it's the best thing for my family because of what, like I said, the people, the way of life, everything, the school for our son, he went to Notre Dame. And, uh, so uh, I was, I was very fortunate to be able to, to stay there that long. And, and I treasure every minute of it. So talk, talk to me, um, um, the stability for your wife and your son to uh, uh, go to the same high school, you know, and play baseball and and just be a regular Iowa kid. Uh, uh, what what was what did that mean to your family? And uh, tell me about some of the positives that your wife and your son got out of it. Well, uh, the, the, first of all, the positives were just, you know, living in that area, just the way of life. I mean, everything was what we, we wanted. The school for my son, like I said, he went to Notre Dame, uh, was, 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 was great for him. Those people over there were great. Uh, the, 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 the chance for my son, uh, baseball-wise, uh, to be in the dugout with me and to be able to work out with the players because he was playing too. And, uh, you know, it, it was invaluable for him. It's something that he uh, he treasured. He's actually a, the modeling manager with the Augusta Green Jackets now. And he's still in the game because of, you know, the ability to to be around the game his whole life like he was. That, that's a, I didn't know that. That's kind of exciting. Well, uh, Iowa plays baseball in the summer and is the only state to do that. Uh uh, what do you think of baseball, high school baseball in Iowa? Uh, it, it, it makes it tougher for the uh, to scout because uh, I did have that area the one year, so you have to try to get them early in the year before the draft. It's a little easier now because the draft is in July, but back then it was in June, so it was a little tougher back then to see to get the player. So if you had a player on your follow list, you got to make sure you got in there uh, early in, in May there when they started their game, so you could try to get a report in on them. Um, uh, but that that might be one of the only states that that plays their games in in uh, in the summertime, the which makes it one. tough on the scouting. Yeah, yeah, they're the only one that does it. I kind of I always thought it was an advantage because uh, uh, the scouts could be looking at them when nobody else. But I didn't realize I forgot about the draft being in June and before they even start. You know, really. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a little easier now because it drafts in the like the second week of July, so that gives them more time to to get in there. Well, I am fascinated with scouting. And if you could take me through one player that you're scouting now, and what are you looking for? Well, actually, right now I'm watching batting practice down at Polk Community College in Winter Haven, Florida. It's a junior college. Uh, there's an outfielder here, a center fielder that, uh, that that's really swinging the bat. You know, you, 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 there's there's five tools that that scouts look for. You know, the the, the, the hitting ability, power running ability, uh, arm strength, and, and fielding ability. So you kind of look at those tools, but the number one thing that players have to do is deal with it. Uh, I mentioned earlier that if you hit, they'll find a position for you. So that's kind of what I look for. I look for guys that swing the bats, that, that, that have the ability to put the bat head on the ball and don't swing and miss a lot. Uh, guys that have, you know, bat speed, guys that have juice in their bat. Um, if, if you got those things and you got a better chance to hit, so that's kind of what you look for. Um, uh, pitching wise, obviously you, 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 you want guys that, uh, that have velocity, has arm strength, but also you need, we need guys that can throw strikes. I think what's happening in amateur baseball now, everybody's so interested in velocity that nobody's interested in throwing strikes. So you have to be able to stroke those strikes and, and command the strike zone to, 
be able to get guys out. So, I mean, that's something that, that we look for there. Type of breaking ball, you know, the bite on a breaking ball, uh, the, the feel for a changeup, the command and control. Those, those are the things for a pitcher. Well, give me an example. You know, it's one thing to, you know, I, I think I could coach a, a Moustakis or, or a Hosmer and uh, look like I knew what I was doing. But there's other players. Like, I'm going to give you an example. Mitt Ware, Merrifield, you know, was the kind of guy that kind of grinded it out to the minor leagues and eventually was able to uh, uh, make it into the major leagues. Give me an example of a player that wasn't a standout, uh, was, wasn't someone that, that was on your radar when you coached the team but wound up. Uh, making it a uh, pretty good ball player. Oh boy! Um, all those names start running together there. It's hard to pick somebody out right now. Off the top of my head, um, uh, God, I, I can't think of anybody right now. No, well, we'll move on to something else. It sure has been great talking to you. Uh, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, I think we covered it all. I, you know, it's it just, uh, like I said, it's a, it was a pleasure to be on here with you. And anytime we can talk about the old Burlington, Iowa, it's always a good thing. Because like I said, that, those were the, the best years of my life being there. We, uh, we miss it. And uh, we miss all our friends up there. Well, I tell you guys you, that are listening, I say hi to you. Well, uh, Round Guy Radio, the whole premise of the, of the podcast is to present Southeast Iowa to the world in a positive light to tell them about uh, a place that we living around here think is pretty great. And uh, uh, there hasn't been, we haven't had a guest that uh, uh, was uh, uh, laying out our mission statement like you have uh, uh, today. You know, I really want to thank you for that. And uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, before I let you go, uh, tell me about the San Francisco Giants. Uh, 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 are they going to field a pretty good team this year? And I do think you have a kid from Pekin, Iowa, uh, a pitcher in your organization. I think he was on the 40-man roster. Uh, gosh, what is his name? I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, there's – Yeah, I'm not quite sure about – yeah. I mean, as far as the Giants, we're, we're, we're moving up. You know, two years ago, we had the best record base with 107 wins. Um, and, uh, you know, last year we struggled a little bit and – we, uh, you know, now we're putting things back together. Our minor league system's getting stronger. Like we talked about before, you got to build from the minor leagues. And we have some guys that are, uh, are uh, you know, on the verge of getting up there. And, uh, you know, as long as we can be competitive, uh, you know, this year and, and get those guys up there to help us win another championship. That's, you know, that's what we're looking at. It's a great organization to work for. for. <clears throat> uh, Michael Holmes, my scouting director, is outstanding. They, uh, you know, they, they let you work, you know, they, they don't micromanage, they let you work, just do your job. And, and you know, that's always fast. It's a great organization and we're on the move. How many organizations have you worked for? Pardon me? How many different baseball organizations have you worked for? Uh, well, I started with the Milwaukee Brewers in 86 as a scout and went to Cleveland um, to my, as a modeling manager and to Montreal as a manager and scout. Then back to Cleveland as a scout, uh, then to Kansas City, then to the Padres, and now with the Giants. So, I mean, is that six, seven, something like that? Well, so it, it, uh, it, you, you've had a great life, and we sure enjoyed hearing about it, and especially about the time you spent in Burlington, Iowa. Thanks for being with us, Jim. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. 
Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.